Is the experiment ready, Dr. Bailey? That is affirmative, Professor Ashley. Good. Start the recorder. I just did. Excellent. <clears throat> this is Professor Ashley with experiment 7-20-9. Dr. Bailey and myself are experimenting with acetic acid and sodium hydrogen carbonate. That's right! We are hoping that by mixing these two compounds together, we will get a dramatic reaction, write papers, and get research grants, and make millions of dollars, and- Anyway, for the sake of science and posterity, we have decided to record this experiment electronically, lest the worst should happen. That's right! Who knows what might happen? We will soon enough, my contemporary. Let us begin. Mixer on. Check. Pressure gauge at one atmosphere. Check. Initiating dump sequence. Dispensing dish soap. Three, two, one. It's working. It's... <gasps> I don't believe my eyes. It's a miracle of science. Uh, hey girls, what's going on? It's talking? Uh, Bailey, it's me, Kyle. And it's come up with a name, too. We're geniuses. <laughs> um... Okay, I think I'm just gonna sit over here and uh, listen to the radio for a while. Time for another scripture snapshot. Let's zoom in. Oh, Samson, you're so strong. Well, <laughs> you know. What's your secret? Tie me up with bowstrings. They'll hold me. You lied to me. Tie me up with chains. You lied to me again! Weave my hair in a loom. Well, you don't love me. Oh, okay, okay. If you cut off my hair, I'll be weak as any other man. He's all yours, boys. Good work, Delilah. Here's your pay. Let me go, you Philistines! Want to know more? Get the big picture with your Bible. Thanks for joining us for another Scripture Snapshot. Good morning, Kyle. How are you doing? All right, Mr. Jacobs. What's going on here? There's plastic sheets everywhere and... What's that smell? Ah, uh, that would be vinegar. Ashley and Bailey have been doing experiments with baking soda. Oh, is that what that was about? You got the mad scientist greeting as well? Eh, yeah. Kinda weird. Perhaps, but imagination can have that effect. Yeah. So what brings you here this morning? Well, I have a bit of a problem that, if you have some time, I'd like to ask you about- Mr. Jacobs, Ashley and I ran out of baking soda. Do you have any more? Hold that thought, Kyle. I'll have to check, Bailey. I'll be right back. Okay. What's going on, Kyle? Yeah. You said that you had a problem that you needed to talk to Mr. Jacobs about? Uh-huh. What kind of problem? A complicated problem. Is it a girl problem? Oh, leave him alone, Bailey. Maybe he's too embarrassed to tell us. I'm not embarrassed, and it's not a girl problem. It's a community problem. Whoa, pulling out the big words today. It means a problem with a group of people. I know what it means, Kyle. And we might be able to help you out. All right. Well, I've started going to a kid's club. You know, where kids get to do cool stuff, like go to factories and farms and car garages and see how people do their jobs. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it would be if it wasn't for Courtney and Karen. Ha! 
I knew it was a girl problem. What about them, Kyle? They are constantly fighting. You mean like yelling and screaming? No, more like just being mean to each other. I'm not sure how to get them to stop. I just tell them to stop or else I'll punch them. I don't think that's going to help in any way, Bailey. I don't know, it works when I do it. I just ignore them, Kyle. If they're going to fight, best not to be any part of it. And you thought my idea was bad. And that means... Let's just say, my way might not be the most nice, but at least it gets things done. It's not like these girls are just going to be the best of friends out of nowhere. You don't know what you're talking about. And this is why I was going to just talk to Mr. Jacobs. Yeah, probably the best idea in this case. Well, while we wait for the all-wise one, I'm going to listen to the radio. Faster than a sword drill, wiser than the third king of Israel. Uh, not really. It's Parable Man. Parable Man. Man. What seems uh, to be the trouble, uh, good citizen? Oh, uh, I've got this speck of sawdust stuck in my eye, but... Oh, wow, is that a plank of wood in your eye? Only a mild irritation. Don't fret. I shall retrieve that speck of yours with my supernatural punctilious precision. But... Didn't Jesus say something about this? Well, he was a carpenter. They deal with wood a lot. Okay, so in Matthew 7, he told a parable about paying attention to your own issues before trying to fix someone else's. Oh, yes. It's all coming back to me now. Oh. Matthew 7, a good read. Now about that speck. Ah, that feels so much better. Thanks, Parable Man. Not a problem, fine citizen. It's all in a good day's work for Parable Man. The Adventures of Parable Man. Parable Man. Man. On Family Life. So that's my problem, Mr. Jacobs. I don't know what to do. Well, Karen and Courtney sound like quite the duo. Yeah, and I'm not sure what to do. Every time we go anywhere, they're always doing all kinds of rotten things to each other. I just wish they'd stop. It can be hard to deal with, that's for sure. Did you have any thoughts? Not really. Ashley and Bailey had their own advice, though I'm not sure how practical it was. I think it was plenty practical. <laughs> and what was this advice? Huh, let's see. One idea was to ignore them, and the other idea was to threaten to beat them up. I'll let you guess whose idea was whose. <laughs> Well, I think I can figure it out. So that's why I'm asking you, Mr. Jacobs. What should I do? Yeah, what does the Bible say about all of this? Very good question, Bailey. The Bible has a few things to say about arguments and what to do about them. Yeah, like not to get into them. Romans 12, 18. Of course she has a reference. That's a good verse, Ashley. And you're right. But the question here isn't whether or not we should go into fights, but if we should do something about them. In Matthew 5, 9, God tells us that those who work hard to end arguments will be blessed. Okay, well it's good to know I'm supposed to do something about it, but what? That can be answered a lot of different ways. But one verse that comes to mind is Proverbs 26:17, which tells us that getting involved with someone else's argument without being careful can mean big trouble. Okay, what do you mean by careful? Simply put, we need to be wise when dealing with arguments. Sometimes it can be easy to become part of the argument instead of ending it. Titus 3.9, 2 Timothy 2, and James 1.20 are all verses that warn us not to get sucked into the argument you're trying to settle, especially if they're about things that have no point. 
don't get sucked in. Got it. Next, I would say that for this situation, at least, it would be a good idea to get a person in charge, like a teacher or a group leader involved. Tell them that there's a problem so that they can deal with it. You mean we should tattle? I don't think it's tattling, Bailey. What a surprise. Tattling is when you're trying to get someone into trouble. This is different. But let's just say the grown-ups aren't doing anything about it. What then? In that case, Kyle, I'd say the answer again is wisdom. Trying to find out why these two can't get along and listening carefully to understand not just what they are saying, but why they are saying it. That's not easy. It does take practice. But once you know these things, it's easier to find a solution to the problem. So once I have the solution, what do I do with it? Well, as usual, I might have a script about that. I'll be right back. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the smoldering drama, The Two Dragon Slayers, an adapted biblical proverb about diplomacy. Once upon a time in a faraway kingdom, there was a king. Hello, I uh, can't talk right now. I have a terrible problem, a great problem. Well, not great, more like terrible. I mean, you get the point. For you see, the king's kingdom was being terrorized by a gigantic dragon. It swoops down over the hills and carries off cattle, peasants, and one time it even ate the elephant in my royal zoo. Did I mention how big this dragon is? And so the king did what any king does in times like these. He went to the Yellow Pages. You lads, the ones dressed in yellow. Oh, yes, your majesty. I need to call upon the greatest dragon slayer of all time. Can it be done? At once, my lord. And so the pages brought before the king the mightiest dragon slayer in the land. I hear you have a dragon for me. I like kings with dragons for me. Yes, a great, well, more like a terrible, more like a... I will take care of the dragon. You take care of the payment. Oh, right then. And so the dragon slayer rode out to the dragon's lair and cried out, So, I hear the king has a dragon problem. A big dragon problem. A big, fat dragon problem. A big, fat, ugly dragon problem. The dragon listened from inside his cave and didn't like the things the dragon slayer was saying. The king has a big, fat, ugly, pimpy, smelly, pathetic, cross-eyed, with knobby wings and It wasn't long before the king got word that the dragon slayer had failed in her quest and become unavailable. Well, that's that. We're doomed. We're toast. We're done. We're dead. Excuse me, sire? Yes? Oh, it's you, Head Claire. Have you come to tell me about funeral arrangements? Well, I won't need very important- Your Highness, I was here to ask if I could face the dragon. You? But you aren't a warrior. No, but I think I can take care of our problem. (sighs) Very well. Just be careful. Don't worry. That was my plan. And so the cleric made her way to the mouth of the dragon's cave. Hello? I'd like to have a word if I may. Uh, Mr. Dragon? Back in the palace, the king kept watch for the return of the brave cleric. But as the day grew dim, his hope dwindled. What are you doing up here, my lord? Oh, hello, cleric. I'm waiting for you to get back. I hope nothing terrible has happened. Oh, no, I'm fine. I was able to fix our problem, though. Really? Yeah, I just had a talk with him. 
Turns out the dragon is a sea dragon, so I figured he must have just gotten lost somehow. So I showed him the way to get home, and he's gone now. That's, uh, wonderful news. I look forward to hearing about it when you, uh, get back. Um, yeah. I'll, uh, tell you all about it. Good night. Good night. The moral is, when we have a problem, it's easy to use angry words to get people to listen to you. But the truth is, this rarely works and more often just makes things worse. Instead, we need to use our words calmly and wisely. Not only does this help us learn more, but it can calm others down, even someone as dangerous as an angry dragon. Looking thoughtful, Ashley. Something wrong? Oh, well, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Well, when you find out, just let me know. It's about this whole peacemaking thing. I thought as much. What about it? It's like this, Mr. Jacobs. I thought that as Christians, we should have nothing to do with arguing or fighting or anything like that. But from what you've been saying, it sounds like to make peace, we have to get involved. I don't know what you're expecting. Fights will keep going until someone stops them. Ask my mom. Well, Bailey, if no one gets into fights, then it will be peaceful. See what I mean? Kind of? I see how it can seem like that, Ashley, but there's a slight difference in being peaceful and avoiding conflict. Conflict? It's like when people disagree or don't work well together, Kyle. Wow, Bailey. That's right. I have a lot of experience with that word. <laughs> anyway, when people avoid conflict, it may be the wise thing to do. But there are times when God tells us to do otherwise. Like when? We read in verses like Psalm 82.3 that God tells us if there are people who are being mistreated, that we need to make sure they are being protected. This can be a hard thing to do, but God tells us in Matthew 25 that when we defend those in need, He sees and rewards us. Is that the only time we need to not avoid conflict? Oh, no. Other times might be confronting someone who is doing something wrong, like it says in Colossians 3.16. That means telling them they aren't doing the right thing. That can be hard. And scary. That's true. And like Kyle's situation with the girls in his club, we need to use a lot of wisdom and we need to be ready to admit that we aren't always right. Mr. Jacobs, level with us. Is this even possible? It sounds like you'd have to be the world's smartest kid to do any of this exactly right. It can seem that way, Bailey. But as long as we rely on God to help us understand, instead of trying to fix everything ourselves, things should turn out okay. And if they don't? Then you can take comfort in the fact that you did your best to do what God tells you to do. And that ultimately, it's up to the ones fighting to stop the fight, not us. I'll keep that in mind. Thanks, Mr. Jacobs. Does that answer your question, Ashley? A little. Though I might need more Bible verses to make it clearer. Well, I know where to find them. Mind if I join you guys? Not at all. Want to grab my Bible off the shelf, Ashley? Sure. And I guess I'll turn off the radio. 